This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe Sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better host, or if you're looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month absolutely free. And now, enjoy the show. This is WWE NXT superstar Dominic Dijakovic, and you are feasting your ears on the Busted Wide Open podcast. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open podcast, dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling with your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, our patron mailbag series, episode number 23. My name is Nick Howell. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the patron mailbag episode where we answer the questions that our patrons send to us uh, every week. If you would like to send us a question that we would answer here on this show, all you have to do is go over to patreon.com forward slash BWO and sign up for one of our reward tiers where... You can get all kinds of extra fun stuff as well as interacting with the show and supporting us as well and being another one of our lovely patrons that uh, that we adore very much because they are the reason why we keep doing this. They are the grease on our wheels that keeps everything rolling. And thank you to all of our pa- patrons that we have already, Nick. Uh, thank you to everyone who supports the show. And thank you guys for listening to us right now because we love answering these questions. It's a lot of fun for us. And hopefully it's fun for you. Yes. Uh, we're breaking news, by the way. Uh-oh. Uh oh. With the addition of our newest patron, uh, I believe it was yesterday, we are sitting at 47. Mm. Three away from our next big milestone, which, for those of you that have been here for a minute, you know that it is Nick has to remix the Nia Jax yeah. theme song into a dubstep track. Yeah, and put it on his phone. <sighs> which, as for a ringtone. Right. Which I will share with all of you guys as well in some weird way that you might like to use it yourself fine but uh yeah yeah, i i will have to use it as my ringtone on my phone which means i'm gonna have to go into the dungeon one weekend and actually mix a track uh that i hope won't lead to a dmca takedown (laughs) i'll have to make it different enough that uh that i'll have to put it out there for you guys but anyway point being uh yes if when we hit 50 patrons uh nick will remix not only have the naya shrine that he it had inserted his foot in his mouth a couple years ago on, <laughs> uh, but he will also have to remix the "I'm a monster." Yeah, uh, I'm not like most into, girls. Not I'm a, not I'm a monster. How dare you, sir? She's not a monster. She's a lovely lady. She is a monster. Oh, she's not a. You're horrible. She's the monster anyway, of the women's division. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick will have to remix uh, a dubstep track of Nia, uh, Nia Jax's entrance theme and have it as his ringtone. If we get a few more patrons to so sign up. For our Patreon, and you can not only get involved with with uh, with our questions on this show here today, not only force Nick to have a Nia Jax dubstep track as his ringtone, 
but you can also get involved with our patrons pickums challenges, which happen at every of the every one of the big four pay per views for WWE. Uh, right now, our current patrons champion is Chris White, and he will be defending his title at WrestleMania, whenever that is. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Oh, stay safe, everybody. But yes. yes, Nick, let's get into these questions. I cannot wait. Wash uh, these hands. Wash. Wash <laughs> these hands. Do you see Braun actually did a promo on that? Yeah. Good for oh, him. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yes. But thank you, guys. You guys know where all the links are if you're watching this show. If you are if you don't, check the description below here on YouTube, bwopodcast.com for everything else. You can find everything over there on our website, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, Patreon, we're everywhere. So wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us there. We're going to kick things. we got a lot of questions to get through today, so we're going to kick Let's things off really quickly with Brandon. He asks, hey, mates, my question, take your five favorite movies. Well, I know what my five favorite movies are. And cast wrestlers from any company as the characters in the movies. Oh, God. <sighs> Woo! Um, so the stars? Throw- so are we picking one star or two stars I- from each movie? Yeah, sure. I, I, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. I, I have the hardest damn time with pick your favorite movie questions because but literally hundreds of movies. Um, I have a hard time narrowing it down. But uh, I'll start off with uh, the obvi- like an obvious one, a super obvious one. Braveheart, Drew McIntyre. Um, okay. Because why not? Um, Freedom! <laughs> Freedom from Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, By the way, we started watching Outlander last week. We ha- we're catching it's on Netflix now, so it's a bit Scottish. <laughs> Damn. Uh, if you haven't uh, seen that yet, uh, it might give you some old. They speak a lot of Gaelic, so how about good how about uh, Hellraiser with Ooh. Undertaker as Pinhead? <laughs> uh, I'll I'll see I'll see that and raise you a cane as Pinhead. I think you'd be a better Pinhead. No, dude. Like Undertaker's already got the uh, the voice. I'll tear your soul yeah. apart. It's already kind of there. I think I'm going to go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Undertaker as Angus Scrim in a little phantasm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Not, the tall man. Yeah. A <laughs> little too healthy looking. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's getting looked, there, though. He's never looked. Oh, Jesse maybe. Ventura has made the full transition into Crypt Keeper at this point. <laughs> right. So I. How about this horror, one? Uh, seven seven samurai, uh, but instead of Toshira Mifune, Shinsuke Nakamura plays that part. So I've never of seen like, that one. Oh, that, that's going on the list. It's it's one of the greatest movies ever made. I mean, right. just yeah, Shinsuke in that movie is because because that's like the the Toshira Mifune part where he's just like kind of like this wild and crazy guy, like just doesn't give a crap about anybody. Uh, kind of an asshole. Shinsuke would be have I I think Shinsuke would be a lot of fun in that part. So I have one, my number one all-time favorite movie that I may need your help in because it's an ensemble piece. No, it's not Love Actually. Um, Heat. Okay. Who plays De Niro? Who plays Pacino in Heat? Uh, Heat with the shield as the main characters. You have like you have Seth as, as uh, Pacino, Dean as De Niro, back when he was Dean Ambrose. Reigns is the Tom Sizemore. <laughs> Ra- uh, Reigns is the Tom Sizemore or the Val Kilmer. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Uh, so, uh, so. Uh, American Psycho is also one of my all-time favorites. And who plays okay. Christian Bale? Um, ooh, uh, 
Bray Wyatt. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Not, nice. enough, not enough abs. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Because uh, that's the thing is he's got to have that. I don't know. He's got to have that look, right? Part of why he's crazy is that he's got to. He keeps his body perfect. Like he's just a little. Yeah. He's very, very image obsessed. Bray certainly got the inner dialogue going on. <laughs> yeah. Cody. How about Cody? Ooh, Cody could be good. Yeah. Cody be great. Yeah. I think Cody could do it. Yeah. So I'm having a tough time. One of my favorite movies is The Witch. Or the Vivich, if you just go by the actual right. letters they use. The Vich. Um, the Vivich. I could see like like Alexa Bliss as Thomason, the main girl. Who's Black Phillip, though? <laughs> Who's Black Phillip? <laughs> Killian Dane? No. No, no Chris Jericho, because he's the goat. Oh, nice. Well Come played. Come on. Well Come played. Come on. Well played indeed. All right, last one for me, uh, and then we, let's move on. Aliens. Yep. Aliens, Aliens is easily it's it's right there neck and neck with Heat is my all time favorite movie. Uh, Heat edges it out Jesus just a little bit Christ. because of Michael Mann. I love Michael Mann. I'm obsessed with Michael Mann. Um, who plays Sigourney Weaver in Aliens? Man, who plays Bishop? Bianca Belair as Ripley. I don't know. <laughs> I think that'd be cool. Uh, who plays Bishop? Man, I don't know. I, dude, you got. I, I'm stumped on aliens. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, I'm. I'm just gonna do one of mine. I can't think of. I can't think of aliens right now. I'm gonna do one of mine, and this is actually like a um, Jaws, right? You've got Sami Zayn as the um, the Richard Dreyfus character. Roy Scheider. You have repl- you replace him with John Cena. And then you have Jake the Snake Roberts as uh, Robert Shaw as Quint. And then Brock Lesnar as the shark. How about that? Yes, no? Yep, yep, sounds good. I was just checking the audio. Sorry, yes, I'm back. Um, the, the We had some potential audio clipping going on. But sounds, gra- sounds great to me, but uh, everything's fine on my end. Uh, so, yes, at the end of the day, uh, who plays Robert? You, who did you say plays Robert Shaw? Uh, Robert Shaw is Jake the Snake Roberts. Love it. He's old, old, crusty, and can tell stories. John yes. Cena's Roy Scheider. Sami Zayn is Richard Dreyfus. Brock Lesnar is the shark. John Cena. The, the shark's coming up. Rapadoo is his, uh, no, no, the bro- his way Brock of is the shark. Oh, never mind. You've killed yeah, it. Anyway. Never. You've killed it. Move on. God damn it. Jaws is one of your all-time favorite movies? Hell yeah. I love Jaws. Okay. it's. I mean, it's a good movie. It launched Spielberg, but I mean, all right. I have uh, different favorite movies depending on what day I roll out of bed, Nick. Oh, okay. All right. I've, I, I've didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even get to cast Blade Runner yet. Anyway, move on. Move yes. on. All right. Thank you, Brandon. That's a whole... Ian and I could sit here and talk movies and wrestling for, for two hours straight on ever. its own. Uh, next up, Josh asks, first off, thanks for being awesome, guys. Look forward every week to the notifications. You're on. Thank you, sir. Thank, Thank you, you, Josh. Uh, there's a lot of talk about wrestlers who are just garbage human beings. Who are some that are actually amazing people? Let's keep it light and positive this week since we all have enough to worry about. Thank well you, said. Josh. Well, well said. said. Uh, I, I've, heard, I've heard amazing things about Natalia. Yep. Uh, just kind of being an all-around backstage coach. Uh, I've heard great things about Roman being just a locker room leader. First yep. in, last out. Dana Brooke. Uh, I've heard lots of great things about her being just uh, an awesome person. Who are some of yours, Both. Ian? Both in our experience, Nick, and also his reputation, Keith Lee. Yes. 
uh, is a wonderful person, wonderful I, creature. I love that he allowed them to shed light on his background and his comeuppance and uh, because it makes you invest and fall in love with that dude even more uh, yeah. when you understand where he came from. And I, I think I shared with the group that I remembered when we went to the PWG where I got this King Ricochet <laughs> t-shirt, the Battle of Los Angeles, where yep. he won it for the second time. Uh, Keith Lee was there, and his trunks, it looked like it had those like stick-on letters that you get at Lowe's for your mailbox and yep. to spell Lee. That's the kind of Iron circumstances... Like this kind of like these kind of letters. Sure. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't even think it was that fancy. It was the stuff you can because they weren't even like lined up. Like, it was yeah. the stickers <laughs> that you put on your mailbox to spell your last name for your residence. Yeah. And, and I, I just when you when they, God, man, when somebody has so much more appreciation for where they are when they have the kind of comeuppance that that he's had. So enough preaching about the, ways it coming. No, and 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 I agree. And it's it's not just us. I you know we have a lot of friends who are in the uh, the L.A. scene of wrestling, and and he gets nothing but stellar marks. Yeah. Uh, from the time he was working here. Also, uh, Sammy Zayn, you know he he has spent a lot of his money and his time trying to start up a mobile health clinic in Syria, and um, you know that automatically puts him on the side of the angels in my book. Yeah. Is that he's you know doesn't matter if he's faced or healed, but he's trying to actually like, genuinely create positive change in the world so yeah i mean we could the, the great thing is is that these days i hear more good things about modern wrestlers than than in past days where it was you know lots of stories about hell raisers and doing horrible things to people and every you know and to each other um more well, often because than rick flair you know rick flair made it popular to be uh, a drinking what? philanderer, you know? What? Jet flying, kiss what stealing. What the hell? All the ladies here. You're buying yeah. into his kayfabe. That was that existed long before him, and it was I, I understand perfected long made, after. He made it popular. Oh, my God. He made it mainstream. No, he just he, he had that as part of his gimmick, and it was something that Fine. he stole from other gimmicks before him, and other people imitated but never could duplicate after him. But I'm just saying... Doesn't make Ric Flair a bad person, even though he. I'm not you know, saying he's a bad person. I'm saying right. that sort of bad boy lifestyle became uh, sort of a thing to aspire to, like to hang out w around those guys and to be in the cool club. I think it's guys. hard to. You, of course, you want to. He's the party yeah. man. Whether it's Ric Flair or whoever, there's lots of people that did that before him, and lots of people after him. Is all I'm saying. Like that's. Yeah. I don't think that was. I don't think you nail it to Ric Flair. <sighs> Anybody, it just but, jumped in on me. You just can't. I'm trying to get a point it. across. The point is that people, well, a lot of people started thinking that was the way of life. That was the way to be, because he made it the way as big and prominent as what well, just to be that be part of the cool club. And I think what you're seeing now is when we're in the P, PG era of wrestling and this sort of PC era that we live in in society now, it's more important to have good accolades than it is to be seen of the part of the bad boys club. And well, yeah, it's, I, it's, I think it's there's something more, to that. Yeah, and, and maybe part of it is also that you know black, that culture has gone away. The culture of being kind of a, a you know road road hound um, in yeah. the way they were back in the day has turned into more of like this is a profession, a genuine profession. Mind your p's and q's, stay on the up and up. Uh, but it's also because WWE, there's not really anywhere else you can go. So you've got to, we, you know, we have wellness policies now. You can't Hoover cocaine, right? Like a, like a vacuum. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. I mean, we could do a whole show on the evolution of the good guy wrestler, like, 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 like That's the, a good, you know, good idea. even here's the thing. Even Baron Corbin, it, like as much as you may hate him because of his gimmick, has gets stellar marks as a human being 
out of the ring. Like he is known as being a, a kind of, you know, a, on as a loner of a guy, but also a really good human being. Xavier Woods is known as being a really awesome human being. He was one I was going to bring up. You know what I mean? Like even if you're a heel, a lot of times you can still be a decent human being. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's, it, it is uh, just to be positive about the whole thing. Is there's definitely a lot more good people in wrestling these days than in years past. Whether yeah. that's because of Ric Flair or not, I don't know. But I think it's, I think it's more to do with the environment uh, that's been created through the PG era and, you know, and also WWE going public and all the rest of it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see more good people uh, being involved in wrestling and less Teddy Hart's. It's so. uh, based on the chat. It looks like you and JB are going to need to have a conversation after the show about Baron Corbin. Yeah, I'm going uh, to have to talk with her about what kayfabe is. Right. Uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, he's got an awesome uh, live stream where he video games and hangs out with fans and chats with them all the time. It's a lot of fun. And he also does cooking. He does. He likes to do reverse sear sous vide. I think is what it's called, uh, where he he cooks steak. You know, yeah. and people rib him about it all the time. But it's it's a lot of fun. I think anybody that's willing to put themselves out there like that. Uh, and and be you know transparent and just welcome you into their lives um, is is awesome. So good marks for him as well. Thank you, Josh. Fantastic question. Thank you so much. Uh, next up, Martin. Good day, gentle sirs. Nick, how's the arm? It's it's getting there. Uh, we're three weeks in at this point uh, into the recovery. I can kind of get you can move it. Look at I that. I can get it all the way up there, but if I try and move it across my body, it stops about right there. So we're still breaking things up. We're still getting some mobility into it. I can't use the bicep for about another three weeks. So small moves, small steps mm. uh, as we go through this. Thank you for asking, by the way, Martin. Uh, I have a non wrestling question for you today. What's your favorite superhero movie? Uh, Ooh. Spider Man 2. Okay. Oh, oh really? Wow. Uh, favorite super... Damn. That puts it, me it, It's right also hard to that. not say the combination of Infinity War and Endgame because it's kind of the, you know, the massive ejaculation that we all wanted. Yeah, that was such over a the good last payoff. Ten year, oh, God. It was, such I don't know how payoff. many times I've watched Endgame in the last nine months. It's been just... As soon as it hit DVD and I got a copy of it, it's literally just lived in my Xbox. I haven't taken that <laughs> disc out... It's played endlessly over and over again. Me and Sheriff McDonald joke all the time. Oh, we're watching Endgame again. Oh, God damn it. Now I have to, too. So it's, we've at least, I've seen it at least a dozen times in the last nine months. Damn. Uh, I just, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, this is a really tough one for me. Um, damn. I'm going to Ang Lee's Hulk. I kid. I kid. I kid. I kid. I just... I almost just pulled a full scanners on you there. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> um, man, this one's really hard for me. Because like, there's so many that I like. I, I really have a soft spot for the, the very first Captain America movie. Uh, Captain, the, the first two Captain America movies to me are like head and shoulders. Um, and I was never a Captain America fan as a kid. You know, I was always I'd like X Men and and Wolverine and Batman and all of those, but uh, and Spawn and a bunch of that other crap. But we're asking for your favorites, not what you think is the best. What's your I know. favorite? Shit. I don't think Spider Man Two is the best one. It's it's my favorite, right? Because I, I love Doc Ock, I love Alfred Molina as a performer, and, and I it's for some reason that movie just really hits on all cylinders. <sighs> for comedy, it's book gonna games. be it's gonna be a toss up between. 
um, the first Captain America movie and uh, um, Tim Burton's Michael Keaton Batman. Mm. Like their OG Jack Nicholson Batman. You just said that. I can, I just, I, I I can just, quote that entire movie front to back. Yeah, that's me with Dark Knight. And I don't even think it's the best Batman movie. Like, No, Dark Knight's the best Batman movie. Probably. Yeah, but damn, that Tim Burton Batman is just like lodged in my brain. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. That Jack Palance in that movie alone. Just just take the Jack Palance stuff. Yeah. Say this. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Makes a connection between us and Axis Chemicals. What kind of damage are we looking at? <laughs> That's really it's good. Like, it's, it's like that. That's it's really like good. That. I will say the <laughs> right. uh, the first Avenger Captain America, the, the first Captain America movie. Yeah. Had me man sobbing like a mofo at the end of it. The first time I, thought, I was going, oh, no, I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> <Not gonna cry. laughs> yeah, they they nailed it. They nailed a character that I always thought was boring, and they made and it interesting. I'm gonna say something controversial. Uh oh. I'm questioning whether I should even. Jalgado is not my Wonder Woman. Ooh. You know, you know who what? is? Haley Atwell from Captain from Captain America, who played his love interest in the movie in the first in the movies. All right, who, uh, and she was originally sought after for it, but she was doing something else, and there was a scheduling conflict, so they went and got Gal Gadot on the cheap yeah, for six hundred thousand dollars for yeah. all, for three three movie deal. Yeah, and and yeah, Nick, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I Gal Gadot is she's pretty, eh. yeah, not Wonder Woman. Linda no. Carter is more of a Wonder Woman than she is. Yeah. Linda Carter, wow, she's a Wonder Woman. What a, uh, a woman. We could, you, we go, <laughs> you ask us movie questions, we're going to get off on of movie questions all damn day. So It'd let's be get nice back if, to the wrestling. If, you know what? I, if, I, I used to have a movie podcast. Well, I know it shows. It shows. Come on, let's get back to the wrestling. By the way, if you guys love comic book movies, go look up the official MCU viewing order for the concession stand. I'll throw that little promotion out there. We did a sort of machete order that's outside of the release schedule for right. the entire MCU universe, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we broke it all down in that episode. I think it's episode number 63 or something like that. Uh, but look up concession stand, MCU viewing order. We're going through that right now, uh, Esther and I, for all of the different MCU movies, it's like chronologically, like when not when chronologically, they the, the way that the way that we put them together, because of the way the Easter eggs and the buttons would tie into the next films, and the way the story is more narratively told as one huge piece, Ooh. as opposed to the different release dates and the way they actually came and the out. way it would have been chronologically in their timeline. Andy and I spent five, six hours breaking this down, like the discovery of the Infinity Stones and why it mattered in this film. And I, Trust all me. Right. All right, let's get back it's to wrestling. It's an awesome episode. That sounds, it sounds awesome. <laughs> you it asked me about show. comic books and I movies. It. it was awesome. <laughs> uh, last one, he says, a wrestling oh. question. If you could bring back one 90s gimmick and put it on a modern wrestler, what would it be and who would you put it on? Mine would be the Godwins, and I'd put it on Braun and Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty good. That's not bad. Who ends up, yeah, but the problem is then Braun ends up being naked Midian, and we all lose because of that. Um... Let's see. I think we talked about this on, the, on, on our actual, our main show today. Uh, make Damien Priest Gangrel. Just yeah. stop. Just, just, just stop with the even pretending that he's not some sort of vampire character. Just make him a goddamn vampire character. Have him come up out of the out of the the uh, the Titantron area. 
off the stage in a circle of fire with a cup of blood and have him spit blood at the audience. Just go with the, especially with that theme song. Have him have him just be the modern Gangrel. Just yep. cut out the middleman. Either that or have Cesaro be Ken Shamrock. Either way, I don't care. Make vampires sexy again, please. Make vampire. Oh Jesus! Because it is not Robert Pattinson. No. I'll tell you that. No. Uh, I'll throw a curveball at you. It's also not Netflix Dracula. Blah. Go for it. Matt Riddle and uh, Pete Dunne? Yeah. Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Make make the Broserweights the modern-day DX and have them be a little more pranky. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hide behind my microphone for me, Ian. I... You, do you see my point, though, where if they, if they dialed it up a little bit more and made them pranksters on top of everything they're already Maybe doing? Maybe Road Dogg and, and Billy Gunn. No, no, Maybe no, that. No, no, no. I'm talking about make them the pranksters that Triple H and Shawn Michaels were when they were first no, trying I to get know, DX but, over. Like, but that's the thing is Billy Gunn and, and Road Dogg seem more like, like your stoner beer drinking buddies and Triple H and Shawn Michaels seem more like the fratty douche dudes. Like Triple H and Shawn Michaels, DX, like those, those two guys, DX, would be more like, like Adam Cole and like Roderick Strong or something. You know what I mean? Uh... Oh yeah, I don't know. I, 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 they're just too stony on the Broserweights <laughs> to be Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Basically, I want the Broserweights to dial it up a little bit more into DX territory and start pranking stuff and being just general miscreants in the sense of, you know, be annoying. Like, get in the way, interfere, do some of the things that early DX stuff with just Triple H and Shawn Michaels did. Just, no. just a little bit. Can't go there with you. That's what I would do. Can't go there. Yep. Anyway, mm. uh, thank you very much. Who was that? That was Martin. His Godwins and Braun. I see it, but no. Uh, next up, our, yeah, our newest patron, Jonathan, asks, first time question as a patron. Welcome. Welcome, sir. Thank Welcome. you. Welcome. Thank you for supporting you, the show. You, you. Uh, given the fact that we're in WrestleMania season, what are your top three WrestleMania matches of all time? Ooh. Ooh. Jesus uh, um, Christ. I got this. Uh, Stone Cold versus Bret Hart at 13. Um, Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair, the retirement match. And ah, 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 Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, too. Um, I think that, that might, I, I, I might have to change that last one, but. I'm mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna be with you on Undertaker Shawn Michaels at twenty five. Okay. Uh, the other two are tough. Uh, Steamboat Savage at uh, three. That's, yeah, perennial. Yeah. Got to do that one. Um, I'm also thinking Bret Hart Stone Cold at thirteen. That's that's I, that's like I said, it's one of my favorites. Um. I can't. Jonathan's actually in the chat right now, and he said his three are Taker, Taker Sean, Sean, WrestleMania Austin, 25. Austin Rock at 17, I would be. Yeah, I can get it behind that one. But the one that he taught, that he brought up that might change my opinion. Oh, on, on my yes. TLC 2, WrestleMania 17. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's in there for sure. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jonathan. Welcome aboard, my friend. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, those... Yeah. It's 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 fun to pick out matches. Uh, it's harder to pick out better cards. Like if, if you do like the best WrestleManias, right? right? 
We can all go. We can cherry pick matches throughout 31. the history of WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Welcome aboard. Thank you, Jonathan. Next up, Jacob. Yes, sir. What wrestler would you guys have sing your entrance music? What wrestler sings, I think, is more of the question. <laughs> Not John Moxley, as we saw on the Jericho Cruise where he tried to karaoke. No. No. Uh, what wrestler would sing? I mean, is Elias too obvious of an answer? Ugh. 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 I want to get over, Nick. I don't want people to boo me out of the building. Um, what wrestler would you guys have sing What wrestler sings? Uh, I'd, have, I'd have Macho Man Randy Savage wrap me down to the ring. Okay. Be a man, Hogan. I don't know. Right, why uh, why would you tough. do that instead of Doctor Thugonomics wrap you down to the ring? Oh Jesus! Because Macho Man's more entertaining. Yeah, that's a fair point. There you go. Dang. Uh, dang, who who <laughs> even is? Oh well, Jericho's a singer, obviously. The Rock. Jericho's a singer. The Rock. He sang a few things. Yeah, I would have The Rock. Yeah, he could sing the Moana theme song to you as you walk down to the ring. Be great. I would, I, and I would probably cry on the way. You're welcome. Thank You're you welcome. very much, Jacob. <laughs> Next up, Jardy DeWanamaker. Hey, guys. I hope you are all having a nice day. I've been thinking of it if it would be better if there would only be only one women, men, and tag team champion across the WWE brands. The champion would only show up one month on a certain brand, face the number one contender on the pay-per-view, and then moves on to another brand. I think it would give the WWE an opportunity to book more long-term and more storylines that we could get personally more invested in. What do we think? I think that that sounds like the old territory system, and I love it, where yes. you have one super champ. What you could even do is have like, you know, people who are on the brands who have like mi minor titles, but have like a super title, right? Yeah. So basically, kind of what you have right now, but then like have three super titles above everything, above all the brands, um, for all over the world. Um, especially, especially work better once if they continue to expand out into other territories, uh, and you have. Like, you know, whether it's Japan, India, whatever, and you have one super champ that's kind of above everybody, even though we all know it'll be goddamn Brock. Um, but yeah, have something that's where that person moves in and has feuds in one uh, brand for a while. And then whether or not they win or lose in that, then they move on to another brand and have feuds over there. Kind of like what Finn's doing with NXT, NXT UK, where they're, they're moving and having yeah. different feuds across different, uh, different, quote, WWE territories. I feel like I pitched some version of this to you on the show eons ago where I said, if we're going to have a universal, we need a SmackDown championship as well, and we need one above both of them. Yeah, that they, that they can compete for. So you have a branded show, but you have but a, then you've got a, a world's you got, championship, right? Uh, but you, you know. you'd have to erase the Intercontinental and the U.S. Championship at that point because you just you there would be just too many damn belts at that point. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But yeah, or just have the belts be more divided by some sort of class where only certain people can go for belts. So that way, you do have a tiered system, right? Wouldn't that be uh, based on the brands, though? But well, like no, a, but, I see what you're saying. Like a, a weight no, class a almost. A defined, yeah, exactly. A defined yeah. tiered system so you can tell who's the best of each weight class. Then you can have kind of like the never belts where you're, it's a cross weight class. You know what I mean? Have something defined so that you know who's the best of what division and that's what the belts stand for, not just whoever's got the belt is a champion, whatever that means. They're holding the toy now, so you know I'm, I'm, holding, I'm holding the speaking stick so I can speak. Yeah. And whatever. So make it mean something, I think, yeah. is the, <laughs> the big thing that you need to do if you're going to do this. Seriously, and that was a lot of my questioning initially when uh, they un Mick Foley was GM and they unveiled the Universal Championship. And I went, what, what, huh? What? 
really? Okay. Uh, and then they had Finn and Seth go for it. And I was like, yeah, but what about the what about the WWE Championship that is the big belt? What's this one? And it just made a mess for the last few years. And now we've got Brock moving back and forth. And now we have the Blue Universal Championship. And it, it just could have been handled a lot better, in my opinion. Uh, and I think it would have been better if, like you said, it was tiered in the sense of you had one top belt on each brand. Red, blue, and gold, yellow for NXT, and you have all of them are the ones that they're the only three that can contend for whoever's got the top belt. Correct. Only your champ can face the top champ or something like yes, that. Yes, exactly. And you could be God, you can build your then, program into that. And if you win, then it vacates your existing championship and then there's a tournament or something to get it again. Yeah. It makes Love a lot it. of storylines for you. Yeah. Jesus Christ, can we go start a wrestling promotion? That sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Well, you know they listen, so maybe they'll take our advice. We do have, a, we're, we are actually building one. I'll do a little quick plug here in the middle of the show for what we've started over on Twitch. So some of you guys may or may not have heard, uh, we do have a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash open that we've just started using for the last couple of weeks where I am building the BWO universe. We've built our first arena and we're working on our roster of superstars as we speak. Um, we're developing talent, you could say. Uh, that are a lot of our fans and listeners, some of the more active ones that filled out a, a name generator. But we have Monday Night Brawl. We have Wednesday Night... Uh, I don't remember what we named it. <laughs> we have fr Monday Night Brawl, Wednesday Friday Night, night Explosion, and it's Wednesday Night something else. But we do have three shows, and each of those shows are going to have their own title. And I'm thinking of a way that we could potentially do what we were just describing. So I'll keep that in the back of my mind. Make sure you're following us over twitch.tv slash busted wide open. We're just getting started on that. Um, sorry about last night. For those of you that were watching, I had a network outage. My whole thing came tumbling down to the point that I was up till three in the morning. Oh God. Network troubleshooting. Your network was, caught the COVID. Yeah, it did. Oh, it did. Thank you very much, Jardy. Great question. Uh, make sure you guys follow us over on Twitch uh, and join us Friday nights. We're going to be expanding that uh, in the future as we go forward, as soon as I find more free time in the day. <laughs> you might uh, find more free time now that all this is happening. Right. Next up, might. Kyle uh, asks us, sorry for the long question post up front, but wanted, just wanted to be clear where my mind is coming from. Mm. <clears throat> Hang on. I, mean, I need, a, need a quick little... Get ready, Nick. Mm, is this a long one? Oh, this, this is a long one. <clears throat> Bear okay. with me here. Over the last few weeks, it's become rather obvious to me with returns, people getting over big, and people in prominent roles just coming into their own, that there is a need for a singles women's mid-card title, especially with the likes of Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, Bailey, who has, hasn't really found her stride as a heel, or has, or has, has really find her, found her stride as a heel, okay. and Asuka either extremely over or are just doing really good work that should be rewarded. I agree with all of that. My question is, what would you call WWE's women's mid-card title? The how Tramp would you Stamp Champ. That, no. was the, that was the Divas title. Oh. Uh, how would you introduce it, and who is the first champion? Keep in mind, it appears WWE are treating all the top women's titles as world titles now, with both Becky yeah. and Bayley setting the longest reigns for their respective titles. Becky's reign also being second only to Trish Stratus in the modern era. And there seems to be a long-term plan for those titles surrounding Rhea, Shayna, and whoever Bailey drops her title to. Personally, I would suggest introducing it with this year's Mae Young Classic, with main roster participation where the winner gets the title, and like the previous Mae Young Classic, gets a shot at one of the top three champions, most likely at SummerSlam. 
what do we I, I feel like we've this is something we've talked about before where it, when we I think it was before they were introducing the women's tag championships that it's only ever been the the Divas Championship and then we were introduced with two women's championships. Where do we stand on a women's mid card title? Is there well, enough the, talent? There is an NXT, that's for sure. And True. I you know, I think that on the main roster, maybe not, but it would be another one like the tag championships where it should just go cross brand. Um, and maybe it could be something kind of like the New Japan Never title or like the the WWE women's tag titles where it goes across brand and they they feud across brands yep. to try and have it be maybe even kind of like a, you know, kind of like the, like the workhorse championship, kind of how the intercontinental championship is for the men. Um, and it could be that for the women. Uh, as for what they could call it, I mean, call it, uh, we've heard everything. <laughs> Do you stick with history? Do you stick with equality and have a women's intercontinental championship? Uh, yeah, you could, yeah. I mean, here's the thing is, I, I think there would be a lot of backlash if you said the women's intercontinental championship because they're like, why does it have to be defined as that? Do you say it's the men's intercontinental championship? It's like, no, we could start calling Fair. it the men's intercontinental championship when you have to yes. define that only men can win this one, only women can win this one. Correct. Uh, that makes it equal. Unless Tasha, you want to call it the uh, uh, Tessa broke that glass, though, by winning right. the impact. So, I, But that's only an impact. Obviously, yeah. the, you, women can't compete in WWE for the men's titles and vice versa. So right. if you call it that, it just defines what it is. It's kind of like a weight class, a cruiserweight championship is for people that are 205 pounds and under. They don't say, well, why don't you call it the heavyweight championship? Oh, wait, they do. So just call it the, the women's championship, the men's championship. Okay, women's IC title or the men's IC title. Or we could just call it the hashtag Me Too title. I don't know. Bottom line is, is that you could call it the women's intercontinental championship. But the problem is the intercontinental championship. I hate that it's called the intercontinental championship because it's not truly intercontinental, is it? The U.S. title is just, it's just a name. And when you have non-U.S. Uh, people like Andrade or uh, Rusev or anybody else that might be of foreign descent winning the U.S. title. Like, well, how about that... the, winter, the women's interbrand championship or something like that? Interbrand. You know? I don't know. All right. I, I see where you're going, but I mean, <laughs> I think it's more apropos to use the stable of titles you've used for 30 years oh. and signify between men's and women's. Lion Drive had a good one in, in the chat. The Evolution title. The Evolution Revolution title. <laughs> the Evolution title. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I like that a lot. That actually would be very appropriate for both WWE's branding. Uh, the idea. I think line the drive is Kyle, by the way. That's asking this. Oh, this asking. He's asking, asking this I, question. I think confirm there, line drive. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but I I feel like you said that one time before. Perfect. Uh, and, then. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a really good... at the end of the day, um, I do think that there is enough talent across all the brands to really make a women's mid card title. My fear is that they would try to do it on each particular brand and it wouldn't cross different brands and they wouldn't come up with creative ways to allow it to move between brands. We haven't seen that done very well with the women's tag championships, so I don't have a lot of confidence that they could pull it off with a singles title either. And No, but the the intention, you know, the intention I think of, of Kyle's question here is you know, could, if, if, if they were able to get behind it the way that we wish they'd gotten behind the women's tag championships, would it be something that would be feasible? Yes. And, and, would it, yes. and would it be something that would be useful for the women who, you know, they're still growing that since they decided to actually make the women legitimate in WWE, 
would it be something that would help to further that evolution as the term that they're coining? And I think that that's why that, that name that Kyle came up for the title would be a good one uh, because it would be furthering that and making the women's division more legitimized compared to the pre-existing men's division, which has years and years and years of getting, you know, getting, being established. So, you know, pushing that for the women. And they, as you said, as Kyle said, they have the talent. They've got enough women there. And I think it's usually just, it feels like less talent because they're locked into their shows and then they don't push the women, like they don't have multiple women getting pushed on one show. They don't have multiple storylines. It's just the championship storyline, and that's kind of it, right? Unless I'll take it. I'll take it one step further. I'm ready for women to have their own show. I'm ready for them to have their own weekly programming. Where did Where did the Evolution pay per view go? That was a That was one of the best pay per views they put on that year. Yeah. Bring that I, back. I, you know, it's not that I'm short on wrestling to watch for the week. Don't get me wrong. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I think Thursday is about the only day that I don't have some form of wrestling content to consume. But yeah. I, I'm at a point now where I'm ready for WWE to be to take a leadership position and establish. And I'm not talking about glow from the 80s or shimmer or no, I'm talking about legit Becky mm. Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, Sasha wrestling. Banks, the women, the women's division gets their own brand, gets their own weekly show, gets their own pay-per-views, or at least spun off to the side. Do you like think, though, takeovers? that that would... But would would that be... Um, would people look at that and say that that's segregation? Like, I they can't not. be on the same show. I would hope they you would see I mean? the positive. It's not about being on the same shows. It's about being as good as, or right. better, frankly, sometimes, than the, the, the typical stuff. So it's fine. You know, I'd, there's no reason they can't try it. Look at, I mean, when they first started doing NXT, it took forever. And look at it now, eight years later. Yeah. It's got its own... I think the women's division has come far enough along in the last five to five to six years, especially, especially since the horsewomen from NXT came up to the main roster and have pretty much dominated the main roster women's division since. Since the days of AJ Lee. Beyond Our, AJ Lee, it's been yeah. all badass women's wrestling since then. And there's absolutely no reason... That those ladies, including all of them that are on NXT right now, my God, what a stable of talent they have down there. Um, there's no reason they could not make a dedicated women's show. And our, our resident women's wrestler herself is actually in our chat right now. JB's in the chat, and she says that she doesn't think separating them would legitimize them. Um, and I'm, I'm going to extrapolate on that and, and say that she probably means that keeping them on the show is more legitimizing than giving them their own show and say, here, you ladies go play over here in your own sandbox. Uh, keeping them on the same show actually makes it comparative. So I think having like their own pay-per-view one time a year is, uh, it, for, at least for Evolution, I thought it was a, a, a really strong statement. But week to week, I think if you took them completely off of one show and separated the men's division and the women's division entirely, um, it would ultimately create um, more division than it would actually... Mm strengthening I think that's a glass uh, half empty kind of view to look at it though I'm, I'm looking at it optimistically where I'm seeing all female commentators all female uh, referees in the ring all female superstars I, I'm seeing like an opportunity like, there that we can mm -hmm. do it as good as if, if not better than than you guys can I, I like that healthy competition that goes there I'm not looking at it as a separation or a I, segregation I think it should no I think it's more equal if you integrate everything I, just, I want, I, there, to, and, and I want it, there to be equal time then 
and, yeah. and, and in, including intergender wrestling. I'm going the complete opposite direction. Sure. If we're going to stick so. with that route, I'm all on board with intergender stuff at this point. No reason not to. So, uh, Thank you, Kyle. Very good question. Very good points. Uh, next up, the champ will be defending his title, his patrons' pick'ems championship at WrestleMania, maybe. Uh, Chris White. What all-time wrestling ma- moment made you mark out the most? Oh. There's about uh, three, and I'm trying to pick one. Um, Mankind, Hell in a Cell, Seth Rollins steals the title at WrestleMania 31. Um, I'm trying to think. Ah. Actually, mankind winning, mankind winning the title, January fourth, ninety nine, was it? Um, marked the hell out for that. Yep. Um, that's tough, man. That's a tough. I don't know. I ripped a couple out there that I just off the top of my head. I was just like, I lost my mind over. Uh, damn. What about you, Nick? Uh, the beer truck. <laughs> you know what's I, funny? I, I actually abs- marked out. I marked out more for the milk truck. Believe it or not. Oh, sure. But I mean, biting on something. But I mean, just there were so many backstage moments between Stone Cold and and Vince. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to keep track of them, honestly. The the the. All-time wrestling moments that made me mark out the most. Man. It's tough, man. Daniel Bryan pulling it off at WrestleMania. 31. Yeah, I think we all I think we all lost it then. Him running the gauntlet to, and, and holding up on his knees, holding up both titles after going completely mm-hmm. through evolution. I mean, if 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 you weren't half sobbing, you don't have a soul. Yeah, After, especially watching that whole story for the previous four to six months ahead of it. Benoit Jesus. and Eddie, Benoit and Eddie winning the championships in the same night was a big one. I mean, in hindsight, it's tough to think about, but at the time, you know, that was a good one. Uh, line drive in the chat said, "I'll take it from here, nurse." That's a good one. <laughs> Still birth- be- yeah. beating him with his own bedpan. That whole that whole segment, man, with uh, with mankind, with Yertle the clown, and and uh, uh, Mr. Sacco, the introduction of Mr. Sacco. Yeah, yeah, man, that was a good that was good stuff. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, it, it for me when I hear giant moments like that, like when Undertaker the gong went off. In Philadelphia at elim- Elimination Chamber. Even even in 2020, it's still happening. And Philadelphia lost their minds with not a ooh, but a roar. Yeah. An audible roar of screams. Huge pop. Enormous from, pop. Nothing gets my gears going but like that. So that was just moments like that. Surprise moments. Uh, but yeah, my top one is probably modern times easily Daniel Bryan at 31. Winning. All right, then. Yeah. Thank you very much, Chris, and uh, good luck defending that title at Mania. Yes, sir. Next whenever up, that Billy. Happens. Yeah, whenever, when, if and when. 
Uh, next up, Billy. Good afternoon, my friends. There's a pandemic sweeping the world. Apparently, the most basic of supplies are hard to come by. What wrestler are you taking to the store with you, not Brock Lesnar, to help you get your basics? And who gets to commentate all the action? I'm a manager at a retail store, so I've been seeing some crazy stuff, to say the least. Oh, man, I bet. So what wrestler Dude, would post, you... post some of your horror stories in the group. I'd love to know what's happening out there because I'm staying away from all of it. Yeah. Uh, what would be your wrestler of choice to take with you to the store? I'm assuming as an enforcer. Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> I'm going to go full Teddy Long and go The Undertaker. The Undertaker. <laughs> Oh, Braun Strowman's man. a good one too, uh, line drive for sure. Uh, uh, yeah. Actually, actually, I take it back. I would probably take Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, because we all saw what he does in in a grocery store. That's a good point. When his when his hackles are up, that's a good point. And he would just drink beer the whole time. Me, I'm picking the Undertaker because anybody, anytime I can test for an item and somebody wants it, the Undertaker can just roll the eyes in the back of his head and. You know, turn the lights off. Kane, Kane, just getting there. All of a sudden, you know, everything, everything gets set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, actually, no. Who I would, who I would bring, is uh, early two thousands WWE Raven. He's got a oh. shopping cart. He's got a shopping cart. Nice. Bringing him. Nice. Come on, man. Got to be practical. Uh, I'll I'll throw an honorable mention in there for Hardcore Holly as well. <laughs> Why? What? <laughs> or Crash just carrying his scale around, you know, just for no reason. Eddie Guerrero because he helped me steal everything in the sh- in the store. Come on! I just it's it's in, it's in his theme song. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Billy. Next up, Sean uh, asks, "Hey guys, after one of you called me the Mop Man." I decided to adopt that persona for future promos on here. Thanks for the gimmick. <laughs> nice. What are you, Perry Saturn now with Moppy? <laughs> I love it. It will be in good fortune if the event is canceled to save everyone the embarrassment of having me mop the floor with them in uh, WrestleMania Pickums. Uh, <laughs> I see what uh, you did there. Do you think they postpone it? Would you like to see the empty arena mania pump in fake sound for effect? I know Vince is one stubborn SOB, but it seems his hand may be forced on this one. Just wanted your thoughts of what might happen versus what you'd like to see. Hmm. uh, I'd say, I'd say postpone it. I'd like to see them postpone it so that we still have, you know, the, the real WrestleMania experience. If it is impossible to postpone, Man, it would be weird to see it in a full arena, an arena that can hold 100,000 people. Like That would just be depressing, I think. Um, that would be really sad. So I don't know if I could get behind that. Uh, damn. I don't know. Would you rather see an empty arena, Nick, or have them... <laughs> Move it to the performance center. Like, what do you do? I would I would cancel it before I I did it that way. But then again, you you really kind of can't. You can't just cancel WrestleMania. I'd, There's I'd a, postpone it. I would postpone it. How important is it to us to see the event for the purpose of storyline and kayfabe to continue for the weekly shows 
to evolve. Right. Hang right. on, let me get all this out. I got a lot yeah, to no, say totally. about this. Go, I've been go, thinking go. about this all week. Right. Uh, also, we've got a few weeks yet to to get there. Uh, so to see what is actually going to happen. Um, at the same time, I'm torn. I definitely don't want to see empty uh, Tampa Bay Stadium WrestleMania. I definitely don't want to see that. If we had to do it and the show must go on, I feel like doing it at the PC might be about the best thing we could do. But I wouldn't do it empty. Uh, I think in the next three weeks, we, we have news coming out of a re, re, medical institute in Ohio that they've developed a test that will give 99% results in three hours. That was last week. I think or the, earlier this week. I mm. think by the time we get to the next week and then the next week, that time is going to get completely shrunk as me, uh, medical personnel and researchers figure out more and more stuff. We're going to be able to test for it with quick swabs and a little solution, and you'll know in five minutes. My point I'm getting at here is that you could fill the stands with wrestlers and uh, performance center attendees, like a lot of people said they should have done for SmackDown last night, and put on the card that you had put together for WrestleMania in the performance center. That wreck kayfabe if you've got heels and faces sitting in the crowd together, I'm just saying. I, I know, but the last thing I want to see is an empty football stadium. Yeah. And like just cameras way out in the back, and just nothing but empty seats and like little tiny ring people. But that's what that's what MMA is doing right now. And it would be it would be still kind of a spectacle because of just how huge it is. It would be really, really, really weird. But I think that would be my, my, my like if you have to go on with the show, the show must go on. It's still WrestleMania. You want it to feel big, and even if it's big and empty, it would still be big. You know what I mean? Would it though? Or yeah. Would it just be, or would it just be sad? Well, I mean, it's going to be sad no matter what if it's a, if it's no crowd. I mean, SmackDown was really entertaining, but also kind of sad. And it was that's that was the weird dichotomy of that show was Triple H being fun and funny and the kind of like the companionship that was going on at the at the, at the desk there with him and Michael Cole and um, like having that kind of playfulness and not taking everything too seriously was really helpful with just seeing the crowd be just not there, just all the empty seats and just having it be kind of a little ghost town. Um, and obviously that would be exacerbated in, in a giant stadium, but at the same time, it would at least feel like WrestleMania. If you have WrestleMania in the Performance Center, it's not going to feel like WrestleMania. It's going to feel like SmackDown or Raw was in there. It's going to be kind of small. It yeah. will feel big in a stadium, even if that stadium is empty. So, I'm gonna say empty. I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm having a hard time getting behind that. Yeah. That's that's tough. Well, let's just hope that it's at it, it, worst case scenario with postpone and we still get the full show. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oof. Thank you very much, Sean. Great question. Uh, and good luck to you in your new mop man gimmick. Uh, next up, Patrick. Don't have a question this week. Just want to say thank you for the amazing content that helps keep us sane through scary times. You guys are amazing and stay safe. Thank, thank you, you so much, much Patrick. Patrick. Thank you, brother. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And thank you, thank you. Thank Ian, you. if you don't quit changing sizes on the damn stream, I'm going to lose my mind. I, I am just sitting here, dude. I'm just. <laughs> I know. Every now and then, your computer go, has an aneurysm, and you just you go super tiny on the stream, and it's, it's no. a lot of fun for me to try to keep track of. No. And then, I, and then I resize it back to normal, and then you're, it picks back up, and then it, you go huge. That's what's going on, guys. Sorry. I hate it when my box gets too big. <laughs> Hello. 
short next up brian asks uh, with the coronavirus pretty much shutting down everything to the point that smackdown was in an empty arena would you think it'd be better would you think it'd be even even better if they filled some of the pc with the trainees and some mm. nxt up and comers to give it a studio wrestling feel until everything comes back to normal it gives the trainees something to study and have fun with. And if you really want to bring in an NXT star to the main roster, have them jump out of the crowd and attack a main roster star. Yeah, a little Brian booking again, but at least this time it doesn't involve the 3MB explodes angle. Nothing wrong with the 3MB explodes angle. Right. All right, just to be clear. Um, yeah, I, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea. The problem is I don't know if they could fill that entire performance center with just trainees and staff. Um, and as Nick said about the, the previous one, it's a matter of waiting until the testing gets comprehensive enough and quick enough that you could do that and have everyone in there safely. Having it, so, everybody that's going to go cleared right uh, before you do it. Yeah, because all it takes is one person in there who's got it, and then you know the then the vector is off again. So uh, you don't know who's got it after that. So yeah, I would I would say they've got to be careful with that um, based on how the science of testing it goes. At some point, that could be a viable option. Um, but you'd have to be careful about, like I said with, with the WrestleMania one, you have to be careful about who you've got. If there's anyone who we know from TV who's got storylines going, uh, making sure you don't mess up you know, kayfabe and make it weird. Um, so possible, yeah. Necessary. I think a SmackDown proved, no, not necessary, but I don't think they can keep that up for week after week. That's a SmackDown episode. That's not WrestleMania. Exactly, and that's too. That's Exactly. You can get away with that on a SmackDown episode, and I don't think you can get away with an empty audience, whether it's in the Performance Center or a, a stadium. I don't think you can get away with an empty audience for WrestleMania. That's my hesitation there. Yeah. So, Brian also asked, finally, I want my, or he says, I finally want my title back, and I won't let some shitty beer virus stop me from taking back what's mine. The, the promos, promos begin. begin. All right. All right. Let's go. If Chris you're a White, patron, you're on notice. If you're a patron. I want to start seeing them promos come in. We'll keep you guys abreast <laughs> on what's going to happen for WrestleMania. Nick is addicted to those promos. It's awesome. Ooh, They're great. It's one They're of my great. favorite things that you guys have started doing over the last year. Thank you wonder, so much. I wonder if Abraham those. Castillo's gotten a light in his, in his dark room yet. I, I don't know. Maybe somebody should knock on his door. I don't know. He's more, got more fiend lighting in there. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, next up, uh, Marshall, if WrestleMania were to get pushed back to a later date, what storylines would you reroute and or beef up to keep interesting? Thanks for not shutting down like the rest of the world and giving us great content. Uh, the great thing about our show is we can do it from the comfort of our home. So we're already socially isolating. It's great. I was trying to figure out some way that I could put a green screen up behind me that was an empty, had a bunch of empty bleachers in a gymnasium or something like that, but I, some gimmick that we could do. But I, I just, that's just poor taste. Only if I, I can, only if I can just put up a green screen behind me that just shows episodes of The Walking Dead. Yes. <laughs> Which is also, I guess, in poor taste. Um, yeah. What storylines would we reroute or beef up? I don't mean, that's the thing is they're kind of, they've got a lot of storylines that are already going to be stretched to get to WrestleMania. I think Charlotte and Rhea is already starting to get a little stretchy. Roman and Goldberg's got nothing to it except spear versus spear at this point. Um, so you'd have to have some other stuff happen with those. You might even have to have some feuds end before the actual WrestleMania show if it, if it gets pushed back. And you might actually help some feuds breathe. We might be able to get some clearer idea of what we're seeing over on SmackDown in the tag team division. You might be able to get something happening 
Uh, I don't know what their plans are in the SmackDown women's division right now. They might be able to clear that up and make it uh, happen more. We might be able to get a clearer storyline with Alexa Bliss and the Kabuki Warriors uh, with Nikki Cross. Um, but yeah, all the big matches, Drew McIntyre, Brock Lesnar, like how do you stretch that out longer? Goldberg and Roman, uh, Rhea and Charlotte, like how do those get stretched out longer? You've got to add something more to them. And I, I, off the top of my head, I could fantasy book it, but I don't know what they would do to create longevity with those. Like how do you make that go another month? What if you moved? What if you didn't have a pay per view in a couple of weeks, and you just kept doing what you're doing until all of this passes? Hopefully, uh, as as the as the climate warms back up, viruses don't do well in in hot climates. And you take over. What would be the next one? Backlash in June, I think, or May. Backlash in May or Money in Bank in June. One of those two, and you just sit WrestleMania on top of it. And you push WrestleMania, and you just start cascading down the line, and maybe you figure out which one you don't really and screw need. up the whole year. Oh no! I, no, yeah, I mean you just you would you would eliminate one, one out. eliminate yeah. whichever one is between you know the yeah. one before SummerSlam, which whichever one that happened. Great balls of fire. Have that move to take that sure. out entirely. Uh, Stream rules is usually in July. Yeah, you know, don't, so don't, I, that, that's a useless pay per view these days. Y- yeah, there's no extreme rules anymore. <laughs> They're just stipulations. They're so extreme. Yeah. So I no DQ. No DQ. That's that's my only other thing I can think of is that is that they just start shifting the whole calendar down and they end up eliminating one to play catch up at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Clash of Champions in September. You don't really need that one. Luckily, I mean, if they keep doing this kind of stuff where they've got to do the empty audience uh, on SmackDown and Raw, at some point I have a feeling they're going to go to playing best ofs and past matches and stuff like that. Which will slow down the storylines quite a bit. Yeah. So they might be able to extend time by just not having full length shows, you know, and, and supplementing what does that it do? with. That, what does that do for us? That's, you know, as fans. I'm not talking about us sucks, as a show, but, but I mean, but no, like, it's, us it's, as fans, we, we know all of this stuff. We don't need to watch recap shows every week. You're you, but you find like you if they put together shows like hey the greatest tag team matches of all time and they dig through their archives and they show us like a bunch of awesome tag team matches that could be cool it would be uh, we all know it's a waiting game well but they they I think they can be creative and find stuff to to keep things well yeah you supplement it you put it with new matches and old matches I'm saying stretch out the time yeah you know so. Uh, I love scary. that I got to watch the um, elimination chamber tag match again it was fantastic see Sunday. so. And it was fantastic again last night. So there you go. Yeah, uh, Line Drive agrees with me. Money in the Bank in May is honestly the easiest to cancel or by moving those ladder matches onto Mania. No, I don't want to build the Mania card any more than it already is. That's going to be a six-hour show as it stands. Uh, I'm talking about like getting rid of Extreme Rules or Clash of Champions or Backlash or something along those lines and replacing it with Mania down the road. I think. Yeah, but then you have I, to. I, they have to stretch the storylines till then. I was like, like that's yeah. the whole point. I'd rather do that than have an empty stadium WrestleMania. Oof, frankly. Oof. Well, we'll see what yeah. Vince does. We'll see what. Tampa Thank you, Marshall. Does. Uh, last couple that I haven't sent over to you in because they just snuck in. Sure. Uh, Esme Standing Bear got hers in. Evening Podfather's non wrestling related question: What is your favorite top three junk food movies? A movie that everyone goes, "Ugh, you like that?" And you go, "Heck yeah, I love that movie. Fight me." Uh, that's literally every movie I like. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I like so many crappy movies. The stuff you show in the bar can be a little uh, edgy, like yeah. that sometimes. Yeah, 
Rare yeah. Exports I Never Would Have Found Without You. Yes, sir. Thank you for that Great one. movie. Great movie. It's, Rare it's Exports. One of my awesome. favorite movies. One of my favorite Christmas uh, movies. That one of the more... Santa's Slay with Goldberg. I also showed around Christmas time. And you were, you, you were like, what the actual hell is this? What the, what's the movie? So I tend to like very, very bad popcorn action movies. Okay. Uh, a perfect example is like the Escape Plan movies with uh, Sylvester Stallone and oh, yeah. Schwarzenegger. Oh, God, the second one was especially terrible, but it was glorious in its how bad it was terrible it was. Mm. So stuff like that, I... I I kind of revel in really bad B movie fodder sometimes. I, I love that kind of stuff sometimes. Dude, one, of, one of my favorite uh, movies to show at the bar is Life Force, which is a Toby Hooper movie from the eighties. Uh, Patrick Stewart pre Star Trek is in it. It's a it's a it's it, I am I am not kidding about this. It is an alien, alien sex vampire zombie apocalypse movie. In it's sold. Directed by the guy who directed uh, uh, Poltergeist and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Do I need to say more? Yeah. It's terrible, but it's amazing. Uh, I, I have uh, literally could just list off all the absolutely horrible movies that I adore. <laughs> Rikio, the story of Ricky, which is a, it's a, it's a uh, Hong Kong insanely bloody action movie. Like it's just cartoonishly bloody. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I have to defend it. People are, oh my God, that? You damn right, Riccio. Riccio's the shit. Any it's of the so video good. nasties from the late seventies, early eighties, uh, Extro all, and all Night Beast, oh, all God. of that. Extro or Chad. Extro. If you have never seen Extro one, it's very oh. hard to get a copy of it. It's I really one. hard. Yeah. Um, and I loaned it to Andy one time, and he lost it. And he had to go find one on no. eBay for me. Yeah, oh, he had, and no. it cost him like eighty bucks. <laughs> oh God! But. Imagine a woman giving birth to a full-grown man and a little person dressed as a clown knocking over a refrigerator and filling oh. it with cement for no reason. And that's Extro right yep. there. It double is feature. the most bizarre movie I think I've ever seen. Extro, basket case, double feature. I'm in. Boom. I'll, 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 I'll give you an Extro Night Beast. <laughs> yes. Have you ever you know Night Beast? I know Night Beast. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> with the plaid. Yep. With breeders. <laughs> Just, oh, oh, it's get so them all bad. out at the same time. Come it's on, so now. bad. Uh, but I, I love that kind of stuff. Thank you, Asmi. Uh, it's, and she says it's nice to still have this in uncertain times. Much love. Thank you for being such a rabid supporter of oh, the show. We, humanoids we from it. the deep. Humanoids from That's, the deep. Is, oh yes. Oh, it's so. Uh, I could do. I could do crappy movies all day. Just oh. stop. Stop now. Stop. 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 Uh, oh, Nass, Arnold. L Arnold. Any Arnold movie. Uh, oh, yeah. so one of my favorite movies that I, we didn't mention earlier. One of my favorite movies of all time, probably like top five, Conan the Barbarian, the original John Milius Conan the Barbarian. Yes. Is that a good movie? No. Arguable. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. I absolutely worship that movie. I think it's amazing. Yes. I can actually sit there and tell you all the reasons why it's an amazing movie. I have a... I will defend uh, that movie to my death. I have a parody shirt that looks like the Keep Calm and Chive On. Oh, no. And, it, and it's, it's his speech where it's... Yeah, crush your enemies. Good. See them driven, driven before you, you. and hear the lamentations, and hear the lamentations of the women. Of the women. <laughs> yes, that is good. <laughs> and on the back, it's got the whole speech. Here is Conan, and it just the whole opening dialogue that's there. Oh, uh, um, I, in the days when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of, and unto this Conan 
destined to wear the jeweled crown of Aquilonia upon a troubled brow. It is I, his chronicler, who alone can tell you of his saga. Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Dun, 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 I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We had to go there for a second. I he he triggered me. He got my Conan going. <laughs> uh, That's not my best makeup impression ever, but it's it's okay. It's fine. I got the words out. Marshall says the original Mortal Kombat. Yes, that is one of those That's movies. Oh yeah. That that is a really good example that I could just. It, there's movies that come on USA and TNT that you just can't turn off from time to time, and they're terrible, but you just have to watch them. <laughs> All uh, right. That's, well, we're going to again. It's about movies. This whole thing is about yeah. movies tonight. La- anything's off, off, uh, nothing's off the table uh, as uh, far as this show goes. Uh, next up, Patrick <laughs> asks, finally, uh, don't know if I have time to get this in. You do. You do. But with the coronavirus situation taking place around the world and it messing up WrestleMania, should WWE lean into it and instead of having the big spectacle of WrestleMania, have it at the PC to no crowd where it's just loose and fun. So I, I think we just talked about that. Yeah, I think we covered part. that. I was really but scared I, he was going to say, should they lean into it and have a have a character called like Kronos Virus or something like that? You know, like have that be the gimmick. And I'm like, no, Vince, no, don't do it. Or what's the little the little virus, the circle with the little sticks pigs sticking out? You remember um, uh, outbreak? They and they it was the, about the Mataba virus, right? Yeah. And it looked like the little squiggly line, right? What if you had a character named Motaba, and they came out, and they just they were just were oh, endless, you're going like, to gun- hell. I know. I'm sorry. Come it's, on, it's man. I actually was tempted to play that movie in the in the bar downtown the other day. I'm like, nah, maybe not. I thought it was very timely that it showed up yeah, on I'm Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> in Somebody, the trending now, <laughs> right? Somebody jumped on that one. Mm. Oh, you yeah. bastards! Yeah. Uh, well, that does it, guys. Thank you very much for all of your amazing questions. If you'd like to get your questions in every single week, head over to patreon.com slash BWO. All you got to be in is that $5 tier. That also gets you an entry into the BWO Patrons Pick'em's Challenge for WrestleMania. If and when it does occur, however it occurs, we are going to do Pick'em's for it. So you got to be a patron. Go ahead and get in there now and get your uh, slot locked down because we only need three more for me to have to mix up Nia Jax's entrance song into dubstep. And I am not looking forward to that. Uh, I, I did not think we would get this close at this time, and I am not prepared. So, oh, my God. That's uh, on you, pal. Yeah. Uh, you know, make me put my foot in my mouth again, guys. Three more patrons sign up. I got some work to do this weekend. Yeah. So. Mm, Let's get help. it going. Uh, you can also follow us over on Twitter, uh, Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Join us in the Facebook discussion group with the rest of the phenomenal ones. Subscribe to us here on YouTube at youtube.com slash open. Links to the Discord in the description below on YouTube as well as pinned across our social media profiles. And all of this can be found over at BWOPodcast.com. But my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Surrey and dangerous. But by God, somebody stop the damn match. This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out. OrbitalJigsaw.com.